I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, thanks for listening to the Covino and Rich podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 5 to 7 Eastern, 2 to 4 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Covino and Rich at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Oh, wow. Yeah, Covino's not here today. They made special Just Rich Davis production. Isn't huh? that great? Wow. Someone's working overtime. Man. Hey. Imagine if your Niners had lost. Oh, it would have been like, here's Rich Davis. <laughs> I mean, sort of honestly. Sad Monday. Can I tell you? The Niners winning benefits all of you so much because imagine me doing a solo show the day after the Niners lost. It would have been bad. Days. Ben Maller always says the story's in the losing locker room. I would have loved this show today to see what you would have come up with. <laughs> it would have been pure rage for two hours. I mean, what do we, you know? But, hey, uh, one of the most aggravating wins in sports history if you're a Niners fan. Uh, we're going to talk all about it. CNR on FSR, broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studio. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. And take the mystery out of the meat aisle. Good ranchers. I've been cooking up my good ranchers at home. Enjoy 100% American steakhouse quality meat and seafood delivered straight to your door. Support local farms and enjoy 20 bucks off and free shipping with code AMERICA. GoodRanchers.com. American meat delivered. And it's amazing how your mood could totally be a result of whether or not your team wins or loses. I... I did think about how Cavino had a few days off. He's out of the country. Today's in Mexico, laying by the beach. Mexico. And I'm thinking, doing the show solo, happy or sad, is two different vibes totally. I, like, I, I probably would have been dreading doing this you, had you, the Niners lost. Didn't you say on Friday you were considering calling out sick if you did if the Niners <laughs> in there? <laughs> uh, but Sports baby. Let me tell you, um, what a weekend of championship games where do you want to start? Do you want to start with the 49ers not being able to get anything going in the first half the last two weeks? I can't quite understand what the disconnect is. I mean, Kyle Shanahan's been known to start strong and then sort of uh, let the wheels fall off. The last two weeks are a completely different story. And then if you look at what's going on in the AFC side of things, it's very clear to me why the Vegas point spread is San Francisco by one because it might as well be a pick because I don't think anyone knows what we're going to see in two weeks from now. I think the Niners are a, a better team on paper, but you got Mahomes magic postseason, Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift, uh, the effect. 
I think you could say the same thing with the Kansas City Chiefs in the performance yesterday. Now, I think that they, not that they played possum, I think that they were going to try to protect their lead, but they were a completely different team in the first half than they were in the second half. But just the opposite is they were a much better team in the first half yeah, people than they were in the second half. Look at the Ravens, and, you know, we're going to talk about Zay Flowers and, I mean, dropping the ball literally. You know, it's not like the Chiefs put up any points. In fact, they didn't put up points in the second half. So the Ravens had every opportunity to sort of mount a comeback when when the team that's ahead doesn't score from halftime on. You can't say you don't have an opportunity. Very indicative, I think, of the entire season, wouldn't you guys say? I mean, the mm-hmm. Niners, what, before the three-game losing streak, were thinking this is going to be a cakewalk. Yeah. They're going to win the Super Bowl. Then they come out, and then they come back and beat the Jaguars. Like, oh, it's the Niners of old. Then the Ravens hand it to him. You're like, oh, well, Baltimore's now the class of the town. And now Baltimore's not even in it with with, uh, a Super Bowl on the horizon. It's it's wild to me because you don't know what Niners team or Chiefs team you're going to get in two weeks. So when the point spread came out, my first thought was, ooh, this is interesting because I didn't know. I was like, I didn't know who would be favored. And usually, Dan, when you see a point spread, you could guess immediately who will be favored. I didn't know. I'm yeah, a- you're right. I had no idea. I thought because everybody, what was the theme after yesterday's game? I'm never betting against Patrick Mahomes again. Yeah, I will never. I will. I've learned my lesson. I will not do it. I did it last week in Buffalo, and I did it this week in in Baltimore. I will never bet against Patrick Mahomes again. And then everybody sees the line, and then it moves from two and a half down yeah. to one and a half. And I think as you mentioned, maybe in it's one, one in some spots. Yeah, one in yeah. some spots. Yeah, before the show, Rich asked me to guess, and I said, "Pick them even." Yeah, you know, if, it should if be, Baltimore probably. had won, I think it would have been three and a half or four, maybe maybe six over the Lions, four, three and a half over San Fran. I don't know. I don't, maybe Vegas had those numbers already thought out. But based on yesterday, when they said, yeah, not now it's like one, one and a half. I get it because I think you could see any outcome. You could see the 49ers showing up stale and Mahomes just being Mahomes. But imagine the Niners start from the first quarter. <laughs> They could win big. Sure. Absolutely. I, I'm curious, and I know you want to get to, to Purdy here. What were your emotions oh. from the game yesterday? <laughs> like that, that at some point, at some point, I, I I don't have a dog in the fight, but I do because I'm a Seahawks fan, so I didn't want the, the Niners to, to win, so I was pulling for the Lions. There is the uh oh, the the flag pops up on the mailbox, right? Like, uh oh, there's something wrong here. Boink. What point did you say? All right, we still have a chance. Did you always believe? Did you was it was it the fourth down stop the first time? When when you're down by more than 14, I usually have a pessimistic like, you know, this is probably not going to happen. At one point, when they came out in the second half and scored a field goal, I thought that they needed a touchdown there, but even when they scored the field goal and made it 24-10, I was like, all right, you get a stop, you get a touchdown. Maybe you go into the fourth quarter down one score. That would be the goal. You know, defense got to step it up. When they had, when they forced Gibbs to fumble and it went, I mean, that was after that, that play was the game changer because they went, they went and got a stop. They got a touchdown. The Ayuk miracle off the helmet catch. That made you think like, as a, they, that was a break. You just caught a you just caught a break. It would have been a pass interference, yep, also. But still, you're like, wow, that's that might be like, oh, the the luck is going their way. Then on the next possession, a turnover, just like that, it was 24-24. But I'll tell you, as a 49ers fan, Dan Byer, that whole first half was rough to watch. I was uneasy, pacing, drinking. I was like, like, like angrily walking around my house. I thought of you when Moody missed that first field goal. Oh, yeah. Let me tell you, I've had the pleasure of watching Rich watch a game, a 49ers <laughs> game, and it's really like a sociological study in human emotion. You see the full gamut of what a human is capable of expressing. His face changes. He's jumping up and down. He's pacing. He's back and forth from room to room. He's clapping. He's yelling. He's screaming. It's it's like everything you could experience out of a human, Rich will produce during a game. And every I was watching, and every time, every play, I was like, oh, I wonder what Rich is doing right now. I can picture him in my mind what he was doing <sighs> at the moment. And like as the game progressed, I'm like, oh my god, he must be going insane. There there are people who will watch a game, and I'll just use you for as an example. Yeah. I don't know if this is the way, but. The uh, the the Purdy interception, 
Okay, they ends up throwing the Purdy interception mm-hmm. in the first half. You're already down 14 to seven in that scenario, and all of a sudden you throw an interception. You're like, all right, well this is this is it. Do you are you just mad the whole time, or do you process it? Do you say, all right, hold them to three. We're only down ten. I, I or, try to I try to rationalize. Yes, I do the same. Them, I do yeah. the same thing. Yeah, I, I try to minimize. Like, oh, but we made the, the team made some mistakes. If we hold yeah. them, and that's why, like on TikTok, I don't know. Uh, my algorithm today was all Lions angry fans, <laughs> and I didn't see any of that because people are. And obviously, that wouldn't be rational on TikTok. Doesn't work, but in 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 those moments, and granted, they ended up losing the game. But there, I try to be a rational. Fanda, how does my team still have an opportunity to do oh, this? I I try. I, I start looking at the clock. I'm like, all right. Well, uh, if a, a reasonable drive might take five to six minutes, I start doing math. Like, it's called bargaining. How yep. much? How much time <laughs> yeah, they have the left? I'm, I'm bargaining play in the clock. Grief. Yeah, you're adding a play and, clock, doing all that. And I have I have buddies there. I had a couple buddies that were trying to be positive with me. Like, hey man, golf made golf, and you know it's the Lions still, and you, you guys are good, and so it's only the second quarter. And I'm like, when it was twenty four seven. I really did feel like, oh, I got to go to Fox Sports Radio tomorrow. Cavino's off, so I have to go. Bu- so I'm on by myself with the guys, and I'm just going to have to hear it. Oh, Lions. But then I'm like, then the Lions are likable. Then I start rationalizing. I'm like, maybe they do deserve it. <laughs> and I'm going through the, the, the spectrum of emotions like every sports fan. But then there came a point where the Lions were just, I, I mean, the going for it on the fourth downs. Like, Oof. So, I thought they had baby oil on their hands, like they couldn't catch anything. Yeah, you know, there were there were moments where you do that little. You ever do the silent fan fist pump? Like, yes, yes. I, when they went for that first fourth down and missed, I gave a little like, oh I can't believe. Now this is something. One of the things that made me go, hmm, championship weekend. One of the things that made me go, hmm, was Dan Campbell and his uh. I think Mike, who runs this place, pointed out. Who? Who? Spell that. Said, uh, live by the sword. Is this live by the S word? Oh, no, sword. (laughs) Uh, Live by the sword. Short. Die by the short. You know, you got to, do you? You can't blame someone when they live and die by the by their ideology. I'll oh, give yeah, you an example. You Yo, Danny G. Danny G. I mean, maybe in football it's different, but I'll give you an example. When I play blackjack in Vegas, which you'll see me do a lot of this next week when we're there all week, Danny, for Radio Row for the Super Bowl. Oh, I know. You're going to be running back and forth from yeah. machine to machine. What? Well, I got to go check to make sure. My that's numbers. Roulette. That's yeah. Roulette. Yeah, yeah. Roulette. If you see me at a blackjack table, though, <laughs> I stay on 16 yeah. every time. Now, some people hit on 16, but... I stay on 16. Yeah. I don't change my ideology. I'm not like, well, let me see. I'll hit this time. If you stick by your own little personal set of rules, can you really get mad if it goes bad or goes good? Because you have your own set of rules. If Dan Campbell is the real, you know, Riverboat Ron got that nickname by almost irony because he wasn't very risky and then was risky a couple times, Ron Rivera. But if Dan Campbell is the going for it on fourth down, aggressive, let's do this. Can you really get mad if it goes wrong? I, I thought he actually made the right decision on the first one. Yeah. Agreed, because the Niners had some form of yeah. momentum, and he's like, let's kill this momentum. I can't understand how you have the ability to tie the game at 27 with a 40-ish something yard field goal, and you go for it? That was... Especially because their defense at that point was not stopping the 49ers. All right, so I'm, I'm with Dan. The first one, I was like, okay, I get it. That second one, no. The Niners had all the momentum. You're you're on the road. You're leaving. You can't leave those points right there on the field. There there is something. There is something to giving San Francisco some momentum by getting a fourth down stop. But I think what outweighed the reason and why I liked it the first time around was also if you get that first down, now you're taking another two minutes off the clock. Yes. Granted, it's still in the third quarter, but you're taking another two minutes off the clock. And if you do score a touchdown, now you're up twenty one. With what seventeen minutes left in the game, like that is that is insurmountable. Because Se- when you think about when those penalties happened, right? not the penalty, the fourth downs. When you think about when the fourth downs happened and what then happened afterwards, it even looks worse for Dan Campbell because that missed fourth down then turns into the the deep pass to Ayuk off the helmet, you know, mm-hmm. and then the progression of events after that made it seem like that was a. A really bad call. Because you're right, that, that's such a swing. Much like the Zay Flowers, 
That's a touchdown. It's a different game. Yeah. Dan Campbell makes that first down. I don't disagree with the first one. It was the second one where the Niners had mounted this amazing comeback. You have a chance to tie it. New ball game in the fourth quarter. And that's that's where it's like when going aggressive goes wrong. I also think if you kick the field goal the second time and make it, now what you've actually done is put the 49ers in a position where they were in the first 10 minutes of the ball game that they did not handle well. They're now in a tie ball game. They're the home team. They're the favorite. Now they must do something with the football because it's yep. a tie game. Because if you don't, you've seen what Detroit can do with the football and move up and down the field. You actually would have put pressure on the 49ers in that scenario. Granted, you have to make it. But even if you go down and score, like in that scenario, you're still giving them five minutes to work with. This this game was so about momentum. And some people believe in it and some don't. And, Lorraine, do you have the clip of George Kittle? George Kittle talked about momentum after the game, and he's fascinated how some don't believe in it. Why does analytics people say that momentum isn't a real thing? Like what, that is, a, I had a conversation with Pat McAfee, and he was like, "Yeah, all these people are telling us that momentum's not real, and that's just the biggest load of horse crap I've ever heard of in my entire life." But we can move on. I digress. When did you feel? When did you? When did you feel that the momentum really start to turn? I mean, I, I think our stadium did a fantastic job. Like when Nick said, "Yes," like. For some reason, playoffs and Levi's, it feels like there's crowd, like crowd noise being pumped in. It's not. Our fan base is just phenomenal. Um, really, you know, we had a good opening drive out of the second half. And that fourth down stop, you can just kind of feel an energy. We go down and score. All right, this is huge. Turnover. I was like, oh, man, all bets are off now. Like, bang, bang. It, I mean, to not acknowledge momentum because it's not analytic. I mean, we've all watched sports our whole lives. You've seen momentum, right? Yes. The thing, like the, the fact that like some deny it, that game was about momentum. If you look at the box score, it's pretty fascinating that in the first half, the Lions won 24-7. In the second half, the Niners won 27-7. A tale of two games and, you know, you, you know, result 34-31. Sure. I'm not going to take credit for the momentum shift. But I was like not really paying attention the first half. I was in and out of the room. I was in the other room doing some work. Oh, yeah, cleaning, the watching. S- cle- yeah, the second I sat down to actually watch the game, it's all spot. Yeah, is when it completely sh- like honestly. I, you know what I thought? No, the see, second I, th- I sat down, the Lions did not you, score another point. You may say it's you spot, but it's not. It's me because uh, I don't know. Have you ever started doing something during a game and you know it's ridiculous, but like I don't know, you sit in a chair, you sit somewhere, and you're like, I'm not moving, type of thing. Keith Hernandez has a legendary story where. When the Mets mounted that 86 comeback, two outs, and they just came back in game six, he was sitting in the clubhouse. He had already, like, a little baby. He went back to the clubhouse after he got out, and he's like, I'm not moving. I, I want to go out there and cheer my guys on, but I have to stay in the seat I'm in. My daughter gave me an ice cube. You ever see those, like, plastic ice cubes? Like, they're uh, reusable ice they cubes, They don't right? melt. Yeah, yeah re- they don't melt. Reusable. They're yeah, like reusable filled, ice cubes. They're filled with She got them at yeah. Disney, and it's a, li- it's a red light one. And the minute she handed it to me, that's when it all started happening. So for the whole game, I'm holding yeah. this red little light-up ice cube. It's in Rich's underwear and that's, right now. And that's what, uh, d- that's what dumb fans do. It, are you bringing it to Vegas? You better bring it to Vegas. I don't know if I could get it through security. They're like, what are you, sir? You have a plastic ice cube in your pocket? I'm like, yeah, it's good no, luck. I'm just it's happy to see you. three ounces of water. <laughs> yeah. Is that, a, is that a plastic ice cube? Uh, my, when I was growing up, true story, and to this day, my mom still says it to me. Because I'm a big Ohio State football fan, she was upstairs cleaning the bathroom in one of their games. And this is when I was in high school. And then she got done, and they started to blow their lead in the second half. And I told her to go upstairs and clean the bathroom again. <laughs> Came back and run. Oh, no. <laughs> deep, uh, deep clean it this time. Wow. Yeah, to, to this, deep clean it, mom. To this day, my mom will send me a text if one of my teams is not winning, and she'll be like, "Do you want me to go clean the bathroom?" That's funny. Yeah. That's funny. So still, so I believe that sort of stuff. I believe in it totally. Got to get her cleaning gifts for Christmas. Yeah, I just buy her Comet every year. Just, yeah. a, you know, just a case as, as Kavino always points out, Mom would be cleaning the toilet with Comet, and then you would go pee on the Comet, and she'd be like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Don't pee on the Comet. I thought I was helping. Uh, it's well, another Swiffer for my son. It was uh, it was a wild day. So many, so many thoughts. Um, and I want to hear from you guys. Let's do it. 877-99 on Fox. Niners, Lions, Chiefs, Ravens, I think something that a lot of people are not talking enough about. Then again, I've been in my own little 49er days for the last 12 hours. The fact that 
Kansas City, while they head to the Super Bowl again, it's a dynasty. I'm not saying my 49ers are going to, you know, got this one. But the second half, Kansas City didn't do anything. And I think we're focusing on the Zay Flowers play and Lamar not getting it done. But Kansas City was sort of held at bay. And if you could look at the tape in the second half, I'm sure Steve Wilkes is looking at it already, being like, what did the Ravens do in the second half? Because they they held the Chiefs scoreless in the second half. It just it was a game that really was uneventful from halftime on. Now, I'm going to take your feedback next at 877-99 on Fox. Your observations, the things that made you go, hmm, championship weekend in the NFL. We'll talk some Niners. We'll talk some Chiefs. Uh, There's Taylor Swift news. I might have to put some dollars in the jar. You just did. We'll get to that next right here on Fox Sports Radio. Now, we all know that hiring, not easy. It's hard. Well, good news. Express employment professionals make hiring easy. Forget about posting jobs, sifting through resumes, being ghosted, interviews with unqualified applicants. Move up to the pros with ExpressPros.com. It's a full-service workforce solution connecting you with top talent fast. Every day, Express recruits and screens workers in your area so that when it's time to hire, they have the talent you need ready to go to work. For more than 40 years in the staffing industry, Express helps thousands of companies find great team players each year, and they can help you too. Go to ExpressPros.com. Each location is locally owned and operated, backed by a big international headquarters, and with more than 860 franchises. There's probably one close to you, so you can check it out. If you're hiring, you know it's stressful. Stop with all the hassles and partner with Express. Go to ExpressPros.com to find the location near you. That's ExpressPros.com. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at FoxSportsRadio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Polly Fusco here with Tony Fusco. Yo. You know, as the host of the number one rated Polly and Tony Fusco show, we get tons and tons of fan mail every day. Piles of it. In fact, Tony, why don't you open up one of those letters right now and read what's inside? Yeah, listen to this. Dear Polly and Tony, your sports takes are the dumbest and most oh, terrible. Oh, wait, not that wait, one. Wait, Open this other one. Dear Polly and Tony, you suck more than anyone. No, not that wait, one. Wait. Try this one. Dear Polly and Tony, you guys are the absolute best. There you go. At Coming up with the stupidest takes you know what, possible. Just you know what? Forget say. this. Just listen to the Paulie and Tony Fusco show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Juan Gabriel, Juan Gis, Selena, Selena, Celia Cruz, Azúcar, Carol G, La Bichota, Cristina Aguilera, Extina, just to name a few. We're serving the whole story from rags to riches and all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Tura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, normally, Lorena, I'd be okay with you playing Taylor Swift, but today on Kavino and Rich, I renounce my Swifty love until Monday, the 12th of February. I don't want to hear her name. I don't want to hear about their love story. I don't want to know if she said, I love you, to Travis on the field. You don't want to picture them standing, kissing together under uh, streams of confetti? That ended the other day, Spot. Oh. We can just call her that one blonde chick until after the game. Yeah, that blonde chick that's with Kelsey? Yeah, the one with the red lips? Yeah. The one with the red, yeah. That one. She's got good music. I like her. She better stay up in that booth. You know when I like her again? Monday, February 12th. You know, I thought I actually saw a really cool thing during the break. And, um, you know, everyone kind of hates Taylor Swift in the NFL scene. But she made a lot of money for yeah. the NFL this year. $331.5 million. Damn. Yeah. Damn. Did you see how they labeled some of the flights from Kansas City? Like flight 87 or 1989. <laughs> like, cute. give me a break. Um, you know what? I've, I've, I've gone from lover to hater just because of the Super Bowl matchup. Between TV, highlights, social media, print, and digital, that's how much was generated since September from Taylor Swift. Oh, boy. $331.5 million. Isn't that insane? I sent that flight email to my wife. This uh, just because she's all into it. She's all in. She's probably. Yeah. I don't, well, her friend bought a T-shirt. I don't know if that includes Taylor's the, you know, the, the money that she is. Yes. Now, yes. there's shirts that people go. Yes. Ta- go Taylor's boyfriend. Now. I, I got to ask this as far as things that made you go, hmm, championship weekend in the NFL as we broadcast live from the Tyrac.com studio. Let me ask. I know I'm not naive. The majority of the country was rooting against my 49ers. I've seen the memes like, who are you rooting for? And it's all blue and it's like California red. I get it. Would you say that because of the Taylor Swift effect and because of They've been to so many. They've won three. Well, they, they they will win three if they win in two weeks. They're on the verge of winning another. Are my Niners getting the love here? No. You think the no. I the, think the updated one I saw is California's red for 49ers. Kansas City is red for the Chiefs, and the rest of the country is gray, and it says, yes. can both lose? Yeah. Uh, well, so, I, I, think, I, I mean, don't think anyone else cares. I'm just saying, I feel like there might be a lot we'll of just, go Taylor's boyfriend, nope. girl fans, but I think for the most part, most grown men and women that are sports fans are probably thinking, we don't need Mahomes winning another, unless you root for greatness, and I get that, but maybe you guys got my back a little bit this time. (laughs) (laughs) Unless you root for greatness. It is an interesting point, because I don't think a lot changes in the landscape of the NFL. It adds another chapter to Mahomes' greatness, but if the 49ers win, it's not like... Like when the 49ers had their four, there was a race to five. Yeah. Right? Like that's what it was. That was, yeah. And unfortunately, you know, for the Niners, it's you know it's it's been a while. But now you're like, okay, now it's to you know to seven, to 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 be able to get that seventh, and you're not. And so for them, it doesn't necessarily change in history. And there's no underdog. I do feel that while we have two teams that we know all the players, it is a little bit of a blah sort yeah, of because there's Super no Bowl. there's no underdog. There's no wow that would be great because it's a yeah. team that's been dominating. And then when you think of the Niners, as much as I love to point out, you know, guys, my team hasn't won since I've been a teenager. No one cares because you say Niners and they think, oh, dummy, when you were a kid, you had Montana, Young, Rice. Don't. No one wants to hear a sad Niners fan because you'll always go back to 
you guys dominated when when we were kids. <laughs> so I'm not getting sympathy. I get it, but I think if you were going to get sympathy. I think there are people that are like, you know, Kyle Shanahan, Purdy's a great story. You know, Christian McCaffrey, that guy deserves if, to win. If Purdy won, he would be the second youngest to win by two months ahead of Patrick Mahomes. So Patrick wow. Mahomes was 24 years old and four months. Purdy would be 24 years old in two months, I believe. Man, and, you know, there's so many layers to this. And let, let's go to your phone calls, and we'll get an update with Dan. He's also the third youngest to start, I, QB to start. Was that uh, Roethlisberger? Is he in that conversation? Roethlisberger, or, yeah. yeah. I do know there's there's one person that you can feel sorry for, and that is Danny G as a Raiders fan. <laughs> Did you have picked two worst teams to play in your stadium for a Super Bowl? My. Do you mean the, the team that you were rivals across the bay from in Oakland? And the team in your division you hate the most? <laughs> the, the only thing I can compare it to, Dan, no joke, I'm a Mets fan, right? My baseball team, the Mets. My dad was a big Niners fan, if you want to know how I became a Niners fan. My dad loved Montana and Notre Dame, and so I was raised a Niners fan. But as a Mets fan, when the Yankees played the Philadelphia Phillies in the World Series, I remember thinking, I don't know what's worse. So, Danny, I feel you. That is what a Mets fan felt when the Phillies yeah. played the Yankees in the World Series. It was. It, it's too bad that Al Davis's eternal flame is not real fire anymore, because <laughs> then there could be some sort of. I don't want anyone to die, but there could be some sort of delay. Fire. Yeah, a delay uh, like the last time you were in the big game. Oh, that being goodness. said, red is a nice complimentary <laughs> color to black. No, that is so the worst. The but it's the worst color scheme ever. Buyers into the color scheme of the uh, Super Bowl yes. end zones. Yeah. This is way too much red. Dude, it was Absolutely. ugly. I tell That's you, last black time black cancels it out. Though last it's a time nice they uh, they played four years ago, we we're gonna have the same ugly yellow red zone end zone. The other one red and a lot of yellow and red. I, would, I mean, if you're a Hulkamaniac, you like this Super Bowl. <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you're a fan of McDonald's, you know. <laughs> right up your alley. I wish they would What you're going to do? They should have the Hulkster come out and be like, hey, brothers. I wish they would make the 49ers end zone gold. Yes. You know, but they put the gold so. helmet in there, so you can't do that. You have to make it red, and the Chiefs have been yellow all the way back to Super Bowl One. So yeah. you really can't mess with that. I'm excited to, you know, I'm lucky enough one of my friends has secured a ticket I'm excited to see your stadium, Denny G. I've heard only amazing things about Allegiant, right? I mean, dude, so well designed, built. The architecture is insane. Someone told the me history, bad, seat, bad seats aren't even that no, bad. No, the way they designed it, every single seat in there is a great view. The best food in the NFL, people have said. It's just an amazing stadium. All right, let's go to your feedback, your observations from championship weekend. And there are some interesting quotes I want to play. Some players are chirping after the game, but let's go to John in Montana. John, you're on with CNR. John. John, boy. All right, let's go to Kevin in Culver City. What's up, Kev? What's up, fellas? Hey, buddy. Hey, there's a saying called, a, a fool never changes his mind, a wise man always does. And Dan Campbell lost that game for the Detroit Lions and cost him a Super Bowl because he was too stubborn to take the three points. He left all those field goals, all those points on the field, like Bill Parcell says. A great coach can never win you a game, but a coach can always lose you a game. Tony Dungy says, take the points. you got to take the points. And he let the 49ers back in the game, and he cost the Lions the Super Bowl. So, hey, we got the 49ers and Chiefs. The rivalry is back, and it's great for football. But it's all about Dan Campbell, who wanted to be a macho man instead of trying to get his team Ooh, in the Super Bowl. yeah, macho man. Yeah, uh, he was being a little bit of a macho man, and I like what you said, much like uh, Mike who runs this place. Who? Live by the Stop. sword, die by the sword. You're saying, you know, a dumb man never changes his mind or whatever your <laughs> saying was. Whatever it was, it made sense, though, because Dan Campbell was going to win that game or lose it on that. You know, he... I think he likes I mean, – listen, I'm not Dan Campbell. I don't know what's going on in his head. But I think he sort of likes the idea of being that ballsy coach. They say there are no stupid questions, but let me challenge that. <laughs> um, I know that I know going forward on the fourth down was, was a little bit risky. But was the execution – pretty good even though they didn't make it you know no, spot from, it a, like, from a football perspective you could say that first one was it was a drop pass but it wasn't even the play calling wasn't even fantastic i thought yeah go ahead you don't, you're not going to josh reynolds as your number one option however josh reynolds is paid to catch footballs on the yeah. first fourth down they don't get i i will say this and it's not that dan campbell was perfect and i don't agree with all of his decisions him taking the heat does not have us talk about jameer gibbs's fumble that you mentioned yeah. does not 
I mean, we we know about the Josh Reynolds drop, and there were multiple drops. We aren't talking as much about the failure to down the punt at the one yard line. Like the like the like, that was big, yeah. Yes. Foot, foot in the end zone could have could have pinned the Niners ninety nine yards away. I think Dan Campbell is fine taking the heat for all of this because I think there are a lot of Lions players that also could take heat for some of the mistakes that they made. You know, it's that that you know we heard from Kittle before about momentum, but that fumble by Gibbs was a that was you know when you when you're coming from behind and you score. And then on the first play from scrimmage, the other team fumbles, and all of a sudden you got the ball back, and you're right there, like you know, you know, knocking on the ends, knocking on the red zone. That's that was that game went from oh Niners are down by a couple touchdowns to tied. What felt like in a minute, yeah. Like what the? And at that point, I'm like, well, I Dan, you were asking how I felt as a Niners fan during that game. The whole game, I was like, maybe we could be close. And I kept thinking, by the fourth quarter, with like six or eight minutes left, that they somehow could tie the game with four minutes left. There was four minutes left in the third quarter and they had tied the game. I, 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 I remember being like, what is going on here? It's funny because a couple of weeks ago, I went back and watched the Oilers come or the Bills come back against the Oilers. Yes. People will always talk about the comeback that the Bills had. What people don't realize was that it was basically gone in like a quarter. And yeah. The, the, like the Oilers scored in the third quarter, first of all, but the Bills had it erased by midway through the fourth quarter that the Oilers had to go and kick a field goal themselves just to force it to overtime, and that's what yesterday was like. Yeah, it it was. <laughs> if you're a defensive lineman and you yeah. just came off the field after watching the Niners score, and you're in your huddle, and now you got to grab your helmet and go back on the field uh-huh. because your offense just fumbled on the immediate possession, that's demoralizing. Well. Dan, while we got you, let's get an update. We'll talk more Niners. We still have to talk a little bit more. Obviously, Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. What does it say about Lamar? You, you know, you're likely the MVP, and you fell short again. A reflection of him or the team around them? We'll get to that. So the Lions and Niners played a classic yesterday in the NFC Championship game. Fox's numbers show that 56.6 million viewers watched yesterday's NFC title wow. game. That's the highest number in 12 years. It's up 19% from last year and actually up 7% from last year's AFC Championship game between the Chiefs and Bengals. The reason that's important, that was in the same window. Remember, they alternate each yeah. Year. So a 79 share in Detroit, 78 share in San Francisco for the TV ratings. The fourth highest non Super Bowl broadcast uh, yesterday's NFC Championship game. Wow. Uh, Yes, 56.6 million viewers was the average. Now the Niners are going to have to take on those Chiefs, and the Bleacher Report says Chiefs defensive lineman Charles Amenahu tore his ACL in yesterday's win against the Ravens. Amenahu had a sack, uh, strip sack fumble of Lamar Jackson in that game yesterday prior to suffering the injury. He likely out for Super Bowl 58. Chiefs, though, you've yet to confirm the injury. Seahawks will speak with Mike McDonald tomorrow and tonight with Ben Johnson about their vacancy. Both McDonald and Johnson also expected to speak with the commanders, as are Aaron Glenn. Anthony Weaver and Dan Quinn. Ron Rivera, the former commander's coach, interviewed with the Rams for their defensive coordinating position. Sixers center Joel Embiid out tonight against Portland. Ben Simmons back for the Nets as they take on the Jazz. Pacers guard Tyrese Halliburton could return as soon as Thursday from his hamstring injury, according to ESPN. And the NBA, Doc Lakers guard D'Angelo Russell, 15 grand for kicking the ball into the stands following that double overtime win at Golden State this past weekend. Guys, back to you. Yeah, Dan Byer, do you have an update? Did Giannis cash in his free uh, <laughs> his free wings yet or no? <laughs> Did you guys see that viral yes. clip? Where Giannis, I, I guess the promotion was if someone misses a free throw, everyone gets free wings, and there's a clip of Giannis grabbing a phone from one of the Bucks employees, and he's taking a picture of the QR code. And I like that. I like that. He No one's better than free wings, Dan Byer. <laughs> no one true. is too good yes. to get free Agreed. wings. Agreed. All right, well, hey, we got more coming up here on Kavino and Rich. Fox Sports Radio, we'll talk about all the games we watched yesterday, all two of them, but, I mean, two games that gave you a damn heart attack. So that's coming up right here on Fox Sports Radio. Now, if you're looking for a super offer for Super Bowl 58, DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered. New customers can bet on the big game and turn 5 bucks into 200 instantly in bonus bets. What you got to do, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use our code CRSHOW. New customers can bet just 5 bucks, get 200 instantly in bonus bets 
only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 58 with code CRSHOW. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Juan Gabriel. Juan Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Carol G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Extina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royals. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph! Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank God it didn't rain in Northern California. (laughs) Brock Purdy did not need the rain, that's for sure. CNR on FSR, Cavino and Rich. Rolling solo today. Cavino's in Mexico. Take it a couple days, but he'll be back midweek. Live from the TireRack.com studio. Dan Byers hanging. Danny G, La Arena, and Spotty's putting up videos at Fox Sports Radio and at Covino and Rich. And your observations, we're taking them. 877-99 on Fox. Things that made you go, hmm, championship weekend of the NFL. And I don't want to just, I don't want to keep laying into the narrative of defending Brock Purdy because I've been doing it for the whole year. And and listen, it's almost like you are, you've picked your side of the Brock Purdy fight and you really can't pivot. There's the people that are like, Game manager, he stinks, he's not good, blah, 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 and I'm going to have to stick to it. And then there's people like me that have been his defenders from day one, and you have to stick with it through good and bad. But I, I got to ask the bigger question. I know the Niners, you could argue on paper, player for player, roster, spot by roster spot, might have the more talented team on paper. 
But if Brock Purdy wins this Super Bowl over the current GOAT, Patrick Mahomes, could we final? Is there going to be a, a a general consensus that like, all right, he's good? No. Are we are we gonna get that? Could we get that if Brock does it? Dan Byer, do you think if if Brock has a game where he puts up two fifty to three hundred yards, couple tutties, if the Niners beat the Chiefs, that it'll be like okay, we get it now. Or the Brock haters always gonna hate because as Taylor Swift would say, haters gonna hate. hate. Always, they're always gonna hate. Yeah. I agree with Spot. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. It is not going to but change. Does it matter? No, right? He'll have he'll have a Super Bowl ring. He'll be the guy that led them to the Super Bowl. Yeah. But they're the haters will say, well, then you need to win multiple Super Bowls right. if you're that good. I think what's annoying about this, though, in particular, is that we should be rooting him on because he was the last draft. Yeah, I don't, I don't get the narrative. Maybe it's because people don't like the Niners, and I'm delusional. And yes, they never, and agreed. Like, again, we're, they're stuck with this reputation as, oh, they won a bunch. They won a bunch when we were wearing diapers and, uh, you know, when we had snack packs in our lunchbox. The, the phrase we hear so much, the uh, born on third base sort of thing. Like, people want to, they don't want to give any sort of, credence to seventh round pick or where he was drafted or the 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 hierarchy came through they just will say he's got Kittle he's got Christian McCaffrey he's got Trent Williams and so it's why being it's born on third base and saying you hit a triple is the phrase yeah. and I think people feel that way with Brock Purdy that he was put into this magnificent yeah. situation you know like uh you know the movie rookie of the year of course. Remember, you know how Henry Rowan Gardner, when at the end That's of- the Cubs one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Yes. Remember, he has like that thing with his arm, but he like loses it. He falls on it and loses it, but still is able to win the game because everyone else helps him get the, th- the three outs. Yeah. In, the, in that championship. <laughs> That's your analogy? This is my analogy. <laughs> but I feel like at the end, he still jumps up and has that ring on his finger. Oh, yeah. So what does it matter? Yeah. But you know, I, I how think, he gets there. As a 49ers fan, I just think it's odd that Trey Lance didn't work out. And you can make fun of the Niners, like, dude, you whiffed on Trey Lance, and Jimmy G was just a handsome, nice guy that couldn't get the job done. The 49ers Purdy storyline should be one that we root for. I get it. If you hate the Niners and you're against me, I but there's a part of me that's like, why are more people not gravitating towards what a great story? Because of their dislike of the 49ers. Yeah, I guess so. And and the the constant success of that organization throughout uh, how many of years? Well, give, give me one. Give me one in two weeks, and then uh, you. I can promise you, if we don't win one again for another so many years, I don't care. I just I want one adult championship. I think every sports fan, NBA, football, baseball, don't you want one adult championship? Danny G, you got the Lakers and Dodgers. You're fine. Oh, you like dream, the Raiders? Oh, yeah. The dream is the Raiders yeah. winning one. Uh, yeah, I was a little kid last time they won like the Super DB, Bowl. Like DB, you got a Seahawks. I mean, you, you almost had two. Yeah. That, that might have hurt <laughs> even more, though, right? Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, it's been a minute. I'm, I'm 44, right? They won when I was 15. That's like, I was wearing a starter jacket and it had pimples. I never had one as a kid. Never had a title. Not one. Until yeah, so it was the other way around for you. Yes. Well... I think uh, your observations are welcome. Let's go. We'll start with Steve in Boise. You're on with Kavino and Rich. What's up, man? Oh, hey, guys. First off, I have such a bro crush on Danny G, born uh, Merritt Hospital, Boise, Idaho, or uh, Oakland, California. Screw the Niners all the way. <laughs> yeah. East Bay all the way. And also, I just want to say, uh, in regards, you guys were talking about Bugs Bunny a couple Fridays ago. Yeah. So I go on a date to a trivia trivia night with this gal, and literally one of the questions is, where should Bugs Bunny have taken a left? I stand up and I scream, Albuquerque. There you go. Nice. Really there you go. Gal. And by the way, did you learn? Well, you learned on that show, even though even though you said you hate the Niners, I'm gonna be okay. I'm gonna be nice because you seem like a nice guy. But Steve, uh, the other fun fact you could always drop about Bugs Bunny, Dave Chappelle's biggest inspiration. If you look at Dave Chappelle's comedic style and his cadence, he admits he was inspired as a kid by, eh, what's up, Doc? Like very Dave Chappelle, like Chappelle's vibe is Bugs Bunny. Yeah, a lot of his mannerisms. Uh, John in Iowa, what's going on, buddy? Thanks for taking my call. No problem, man. What's I up? Quick, I got a quick question. Yeah. Every talk show I've watched this morning from Dan Patrick to Get Up, they're talking about this pass from Brock Purdy to Brandon Ayuk, right? Yeah. You know, so if, I, if I'm if i a quarterback and Tyreek Hill is going down the middle one-on-one, has one-on-one on him, or if Rice is going one-on-one, should the QB toss that thing up to him running down the middle? It looks like when you get that one-on-one coverage down the middle, there's such a chance that I, I feel like if it's single coverage – 
don't you feel like the your odds are in your favor of a pass interference, a guy catching it, or an incomplete pass? A lot of those are not picked, in my opinion. I, I think they got lucky that he caught it, but either way, it was a pass interference, so they would have got that play anyway. Nate, um, what's going on in Pennsylvania, Nate? Hey, how you doing, guys? What's up, buddy? Um, Good. Um, So I was calling in. I haven't heard you guys talk about it today, but it's been a topic of conversation on talk shows lately as to why Bill Belichick isn't getting job offers. Um, And everybody's pointing to the fact that he only has two or three maybe good years that he's willing to to give you any given team. But if we look at, at the NFL, it's what are we doing for you today? So... We're replacing coaches after a year or two anyway, bad coaches. Why wouldn't you give a good coach, a known entity, a job for two or three years instead of somebody who we don't know? Yeah, you know, it's a good point. I I just think Belichick, I mean, I could be 100% wrong, but my vibe is that Belichick comes with wanting a lot of power, decision-making, all the things that... You know, some teams may be like, we want to go with a younger guy, different direction. Like, Bill Belichick may come with... I make decisions on draft picks, yeah. personnel, who my coordinators are, who's there, and and a team might say, you know, yeah, yeah. we like our front office. Yeah, yeah. we like our, we like right. what we got. We All right, we got more we control. CNR next on FSR. Hang tight, everyone. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at first first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see... See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.